We're going to move on now to a segment. Uh, we're looking to the future, and then we'll take a couple listener questions, and we out. Andy, we are now talking about people who could be visiting and or signing contracts potentially with AFC East teams. Here we go. First, let's begin with the one that is filling up the feed. It's damn near choking us out right now, and he's not even coming to Foxborough first. D-Hop. DeAndre Hopkins is making his way first on Sunday to Nashville to meet with Mike Vrabel, who we just learned is going to be honored at the Patriots Hall of Fame alongside Sky Dante Scarnecchia this October. He's taken his first interview with the receiver-needy Titans before he comes to Foxborough next week. I forget who it was in our chat box here earlier who asked, what do you think the odds are that Mike Vrabel, knowing the Patriots need a receiver, signs him and doesn't let him get out of the building before he makes his way to Foxborough? Because I, I mean, think about it. Like a sim- someone who learned at the, at the heel of Belichick, uh, they, they absolutely need a number two. Like who do they have down there? They got rid of Bobby Trees. They have uh, Traylon Burks last year who they – Drafted to replace uh, A.J. Brown. Didn't quite work out the same, though the kid may still be good. Like, there's not a lot of receiver depth in Tennessee. That's a place he could go shine. The issue is, does he want to go someplace where there's a chance he might finish 7-10, and 10, you know, and they'll be in a bunch of low-scoring games? I'm sorry, were you talking about Tennessee or New England there with 7-10? and 10 You and a bunch of absolute games? son of a bitch! Um, no, I, like... If he wants to win, he's I don't know why he's visiting Tennessee and New England, but I think we've seen or at least it's been sort of reported surmised that he is prioritizing money over uh, winning at this Mm -hmm. point, because if he just wanted to win Buffalo or Kansas City or some of these other teams that showed interest in the process but aren't looking to pay him um, would take him. So it's interesting. Is there any chance that he's just done? Like he didn't look done last year. I didn't think he where was. Where is where is this freaking D Hop is washed? Why does no one want him? But, and who said no one wants him? It nobody like nobody wanted him for nineteen or twenty million dollars and a fifth round draft pick from the for, uh, to the Cardinals. Right, and now no one. I mean, the first if anybody was interested, mm-hmm. don't you think there would be better opportunities promoted by the the agent? Like he's. Going to how many teams? How many teams can afford him right now? Number one. Oh, so that's a different story, mm-hmm. right? Is it? What's he going to do? Take? Th- I mean, granted, the man has made over a hundred million dollars in this league, though I do believe he's got a few mouths to feed at home and out and about as well. Didn't? Uh, um, didn't? Doesn't he want the contract that OBJ got? He does. Okay. OBJ, what did he do last year? Uh, nothing. What did he do the year before that? Went to a Super Bowl team via trade and was going to be the MVP of that game that his team ultimately won before he tore his ACL for the second time. He he rehabbed and appeared to actually be getting healthy when he broke again. Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm-hmm. So a guy who hasn't been an elite, valuable receiver for how many years? Multiple. Oh, yeah. Multiple years. He's not wanted as much as that guy. So the league is telling you, D-Hop's not that valuable right now. So the league may think he's done. Again, wow. I thought he was productive last year. Sure as hell was. 64 catches, 700-something yards, three touchdowns in nine games with garbage quarterback play. But, Why wouldn't any team want uh, – You know, All right, okay, is so he an upgrade over Devontae Parker? Is he an upgrade over Devontae Parker? I think so, but I don't know if the league thinks so. Well, now, who cares what the league thinks because I only care purple. what the Patriots think. 
Well, the Patriots are in the league. So you see the part of the league. There's 32 teams okay. in the league. All right. They, they, they are they're they're 3% of the league. Okay. So the Izzy Julio Jones. Let's go back to another Titans. I believe the Patriots were rumbled in. Titans got him and then realized, wait a minute. This Ooh. doesn't look anything like the guy I remember. No, this the, this thing has 197,000 miles on it. And I just found out via the Carfax, it's had three owners. Is there any chance D-Hop? Multiple accidents. D-Hop is no. still elite, says Rad Rob. Okay. I, I don't think he's still elite, personally. I think he's good. I think he'd be the best receiver on the Patriots. But I'm not an expert. I'm not Matt Grow. I'm not, you know, whatever GM or talent evaluator mm -hmm. you want to pick. I just have opinions on podcasts. I mean, he's on the other side of 30. He's been doing this for a decade now. He has never been one. He's not the biggest guy. He is also not an Olympic sprinter nope. as well. He just gets open, and he's got great hands. hands. Somehow the dude finds a way. That's what Adrian Phillips said. First thing he thought of when D-Hop was hands, that he just okay. catches the ball. And well, let's hear from uh, Kendrick Bourne when given an opportunity today to speak to what it would be like to have him on the team. Another receiver who could potentially, possibly, maybe just kind of sort of have to get moved for D-Hop if he comes to town, though I doubt it. It would probably be Packer. Uh, here's Kendrick Bourne talking about the possibility of D hop coming to Foxesboro and if he'll help recruit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of D hop. Um, it'd be cool. I don't really know the gist of what's going on, but yeah, he's, he's a great player. Um, just what he's done over his career and, um, just watching him when I was younger and stuff. And he's just a great leader. So if, if anything was to happen, he's a great leader. So. Yeah, that'd be cool. You've been kind of outspoken, I think, in the past on social media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great player, so anything that'll help us win, I'm, I'm with, so. There's reports out that he's coming here for a visit next week. Oh, nice. What would you say to him, if you could say to him right now, here's your pitch? Um, yeah, come on through, man. We need, we, we need any, any help we can get to win. There you go. We need any help we can to get to win. That's the right attitude. T like everybody, come on, everyone pick up an oar. Everyone just sit down. We all want the plane to land. I'm, I'm, I'm on. And I'll tell you, I I've been a big fan of the idea for a while now. Uh, and I think it would likely be Parker who flashed at times last year, but you know, he's fine. He's a 50, 50 ball guy. I think D I would rather have Deandre Hopkins at 12 million than Parker, even a six. Cause a, it's not my money. And B, I still think he's, I still think he's got gas in the tank and he's not washed. So the financial aspect is one thing. If you remove salary to um, afford him better on your salary cap, that's another. But wh why do you have to get rid of anybody? We've already talked about they have four receivers. Well, you don't want to just punt on everybody that you picked up in the later rounds or uh, that you want to try to develop. Maybe they'll kick. Maybe so Doug, maybe du maybe Douglas makes. Yards. Okay, maybe Douglas makes the practice squad. You bid Booty fairly well. Cunningham makes the team Booty because stinks. he's Booty's done nothing. Stinky booty. I know all you people have fallen in love with booty, whether it was the name or the 300 yards three years ago, he's done nothing. And dude is a bit shady off the field. We need to acknowledge there's a reason in it. Performance was part of it. Never lived up to the hype. Mm -hmm. And he's got red flags off the field. So you got a stinky booty, booty and a shady booty. Yeah. A stinky and shady booty. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I, immediately I saw like, who's got to go. Why does anybody have to go? God forbid we give Mac five receivers who are actual NFL receivers. Demario Douglas. Maybe he's the next great thing. Or maybe he stinks. There's a reason Raleigh Webb's all over the freaking field. Malik Cunningham's getting reps. How about just keep the five guys you have? Huh?
How about yeah, just keep I, five guys, have five receivers that are actual professional NFL receivers and bump them all down a slot. I'd be happy to see D-Hop 1, Juju 2, Born 3, Parker 4, and Thornton 5. You know what that looks like? Pretty damn a, a professional receiving A professional receiving core. However, you. I still I, I don't want to just have to like cut bait after four weeks and being like, oh, this booty kid, well, let's not put any time into him. Let's Demario Douglas, he's too small. So put him uh, in the practice squad. Who gives a rat's ass? Well, you run the risk of losing him, and then you could have a uh what's his what's his face? Uh from 29 from 29 a Braxton Berrio situation. Not to say that he lit the world on fire, but now he's in Miami after he went to the Jetropolitans for a few years. We'll say, hey, here we go. Uh, go Pats. Greetings from Bahrain from Abdul Rahman Al Halifa. Thank you very much for watching, my friend. You want to Pleasure. try that again? Yeah, I, I, it was ballpark. Sorry, was I'm doing it on there the fly. That you never said Al Al Khalifa. I apologize, Al. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. Uh, we have a robust debate in the chat box right now over D Hop. Some most fans seem to want him. I'm all aboard, Anthony Abruzzi, with a lot of fingers crossed and prayer emojis. Uh, why? Okay, Andy, why would the Patriots wait and not try to get him in here first before the Titans with their meeting on Sunday? Somebody said that had a lot to do with the agent scheduling the meetings, correct? I'm guessing that the agent scheduled it or maybe they were a step slow. Maybe the Titans were the first to call and he's just going in order. Um, I, I will say the uh, how long did it take them to sign uh, Antonio Brown? Uh, about three and a half seconds after he did grandma hmm. we're free we're free interesting. interesting jackass oh by the way uh sounds like everything's going great with the albany knights or the albany emperors or the albany strike whatever the hell is yet i know he promised to play and then didn't show up no and people aren't getting paid they're getting locked out of the facility uh uh one of my pals jake smith did a whole podcast breaking it down. apparently there is it is a storm up that way like it is an absolute Wait, Antonio Brown's involved and it's I know. Holy Moses. Yeah, he still loved you, Fitz, even though you screwed up his name. Yeah, well, you know what? People are people are you know what they're capable of here? Unlike in your little nape of the woods, neck of the way, what are you doing here? Forgiveness. I forgive you. Okay. Well, thank you. There you go. It's first time. Say, uh, oh, I'm producing this, so uh I'll have to save that one off later. All right, Andy. I'm in on D Hop. You would sign D Hop. You want a professional a receiving what? core. Let's I would do it in a second. All right. Let's just forget it out for the debate. Throw a, throw a number out there. Ready? Here we go. Just chum the waters. Throw it out there. Oh, for a contract? Yes. Uh, what it's going to take or what I'd like to pay? What do you think it's going to take? I think it's going to take a salary of $10 million mm -hmm. with incentives that can take that contract probably closer to 20. I was going to say three for 50. Yeah. I mean, the whole three thing I'm talking about what you're going to pay him this year. You're going to pay yeah. him $10 million, whether it's called guaranteed or not, it's going to mm -hmm. be virtually guaranteed. And then I think there's going to be now I want to clean something up that our good buddy, Christian Fourier effed up on the radio today. He was talking about, incentives. Oh, was that, was that the English language? Uh, yes. Um, you know, and so people are like, wait, I listened from 10 to two, which part are you going to clean up for Christian? <laughs> um, but as an NFL player who signed, I don't know, 15 contracts in his career, he played in the league a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I would think he'd know this, but the incentives he's like, yeah, just give him incentives and call them likely to be earned. That's not how it works. Incentives are automatically likely or unlikely to be earned based on your previous year's production. If you achieved it in your previous year, it's likely to be earned. 
if you didn't achieve it in your previous year, then it's not likely to be earned. So, mm-hmm. for example, he had what did D Hop have like 60 catch- catches last 64 year? 64 catches, 720 yards, three tutties. So, if you want him to have a likely to be earned incentive on catches, it would have to be 60 catches. If he gets over 60 catches, you'll give him an extra million dollars. Okay, that's likely to be earned. You know what that means? It's on this year's salary cap. If you want it to be a not likely to be earned incentive, you give him 75 catches for a million dollars. And then if he achieves it, it would go on next year's salary cap. So it's you don't get to choose whether you call them likely or not likely to be earned. It's all based on what he did last year. And that actually could help a team like the Patriots who are trying to put incentives in his contract because his raw numbers last year mm-hmm. were low. So if you put in games played, yep. catches, receptions, you can put, let's just say, 70 catches for a 1,000 yards and you play 15 games. He didn't do any of those things last year. They're not likely to be in- earned incentives. They go on next year's cap. You can pay him an extra five, whatever, $8 million on next year's cap when you have cap space. Uh, Matt Ga- Matt Gardner, otherwise known as Matt Gardner. For a guy who doesn't run precise routes and isn't a fan of practicing, why do you think BB is such a fan of D-Hop? I love you, man. Yeah, I just, I just try to do my job. Because Bill loves um, production, proven ability, execution. Yeah. Um, it's the same reason why Bill Belichick wants to know exactly what everybody's doing, but he could get along with Junior Seau. Or, you know, Bill Belichick is the be-all, end-all, but he's okay if Rodney Harrison and Ty Law decide on the field to switch sw- – flip-flop duties right like if yeah. you're great bill accepts it if you're not great and f around well you're gone but he sees d hopkins as what he is a hall of fame caliber receiver and bill loves hall of fame caliber players he he respects production and ability and execution. remember ocho cinco yeah we're gonna double you today we're taking you yeah. out and then he signs him and the guy can't even get the playbook and teddy brusky by the way happy 50th birthday teddy brusky brusky uh is like get your head out like stop ogling the patriots get your head in the playbook knucklehead uh, Andy, it's a, this is a little two-parter. Some questions from the Twitter sphere. As you uh, don't eat the can, you drink the soda. I'm not sure if you're not. No, like it's those. out. I want more. <laughs> same, same with mine. Uh, Hugh Janus nine seven eight. That's correct. Excuse me. Yep. No need to be excused. <laughs> Why is it so big? Says we're certainly getting ahead of ourselves, but seeing lots of talk, which receiver gets jettisoned if we sign Hopkins? Yeah, yeah Parker or Bourne. Uh, Why does it have to touch be on this? We did. That, that's Andy's answer, Hugh. And if Why I have, have to, to answer, be? it's Parker. Correct. Bye-bye. Uh, at Sports Born Talk is going to be awesome this year. In case you missed the beginning part of the podcast. Ah, it's right there. The it's on, on the lower Born third if you're production. watching live. Hart, bang the over on Bourne receiving yards this season. Said he may actually get some Debo time. Uh, it's kind of fun when we do it live because I can put all these lower thirds in. I like it. And yeah, okay. I, I got to start paying attention to that in case you say anything. Take me out of context or something. What's that? Can I get Hart? Fitzy's a moron. Oh, but you can get Hart. I need to start paying attention. <laughs> all right. At Sports Talk Chud, why are we going all in for an aging wideout when we don't even know if our starting quarterback is all that good? I think I, I see ye of little faith in Mac Jones. Uh, I know he's been throwing it seven on sevens. It's 11 on 11s. There's no pads. It's against air. Who's playing corner? Blah, blah, blah. But by and large, it seems like we've got a different Mac Jones. I, I, I'm a fan of. Just what Eric Mangini and Scott Pioli and others have said this week, the accountability that he's taken saying, I need to earn the respect of each and every person in that building once again, my teammates especially. Would you say thus far, the aggregate of what you've heard, uh, everything going on, what you've seen, shows a more 
polished, poised, or professional Mac Jones? No, I think he's in a right. better place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for example, today he threw a pass to the left. It was deflected at the line of scrimmage, and it was intercepted by Kyle Duggar, and Mac pouted. He stormed off and pouted. There's no other way to describe it. He's always going to be that guy. He's always going to have that in him, mm-hmm. and he's on – like, you need to accept that or deal with it, acknowledge it. Now, the hope is – it doesn't rear its ugly head too often because you're playing well. You're putting him in position to make plays. You're not exacerbating his emotional weaknesses and all those things. And that's where I think you are. He trusts Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien knows what he's doing, as Kendrick Bourne said. Mac Jones feels normal. He trusts him, those words. So I think you're going to minimize the amount of times or opportunities for Mac to be Mac and Roe Jones and be a baby and mm-hmm. sulk. But to get back to the but question. Brady was a, but Brady was a powder too, and Brady uh, – one of the biggest bitches on hole. the planet. One of the biggest wow. bitches on the planet when things don't go well. Absolutely. I feel like that's getting a heart colon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but can we get back to the root of the question? Why would you add a potential number one wide receiver if you're not sure how good your quarterback is? Um, isn't that the exact reason you'd add a number one wide receiver? If you mm-hmm. thought you have Tom Brady and he can take chicken, you know what, and make chicken salad. <laughs> Um, if you have a truly elite quarterback, that's when you can get by with lesser receivers. If you don't trust the quarterback's ability or upside, get him the most receivers possible, the most talent possible. Give him people that can make plays without him having to be spectacular. So the uncertainty about Mac's ability is the Mm -hmm. exact reason you would go get DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion. All right, if anyone that's watching live right now on the YouTubes, the Twitter sphere, or the Book of Face has a question, you guys can fire him into the chat real quick while Andy and I wrap. <laughs> it's contextual. I made sure to point it. Okay, when, you know, when things don't go his way, fine, fine, fine. All right, uh, if anyone has any last questions, rally him up. Otherwise, Andy and I real quick are going to discuss uh, what may be going on down in Miami and not hopefully the Den- and not the Denver Nuggets, hopefully I should say taking home the NBA Finals trophy. Rather, Dalvin Cook released for a whole lot. Of, now, here's someone who's not washed. Here's someone who uh, does have long hair but is extremely talented still, has had ridiculously productive seasons when healthy for the Minnesota Vikings, released for free, absolutely nothing in return. And now, from the Minnesota Vikings, Alexander Madison, who looks kind of like his clone, will now be taking over RB1 duties in Minnesota. And it looks like Dalvin Cook, uh, if his Instagram is any sort of indication, because he definitely teased out him celebrating on the field at Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, uh, I, I, I speak social. I know where he he's looking to sign. Dalvin Cook coming to the AFC East, problem for everyone, yeah. not just the Patriots. Another problem, not just a problem. Like the Dolphins... I mean, we've talked about it. Patriots can be better and could be a fourth-place team. I know Sports Illustrated thinks they're going to win the division and all these blah, blah, blah. But you add Dalvin Cook to Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, holy, holy crap. Sh- crap. Schmidt, crap. Exactly. I said, Sh- I said Schmidt like Mike. It up. Um, but And a coach who people still think is creative and can get the ball to playmakers. I mean, that's the example. Why would you add Talvin Cook and Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins offense if you're not sure how good Tua is? No, no. That's why you add them to that offense. Because then Tua just has to get rid of the ball. Is there a more dangerous trio in the NFL than those three? I mean, that's a that's a very good question. And we'll make sure to revisit crap. this on Sunday during the rate the the radio show. That's effing scary. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
You have the fastest wide receiver in oh, football. Come on. Juwan Bentley will tackle them. <laughs> that's why we got Mapu. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, no, I, I, that's, that's a problem. I don't know who their tight end is. I don't really care. Their other receivers, that's fine. Now all these guys that you thought were going to be carrying the ball, toting the rock in the Shanahan zone scheme that, uh, you know, sideline vape McDaniels would be running. Uh, are going to be second and third backs because you're going to have Dalvin Cook, who's powerful, quick as hell, and also, by the way, with the ball in his hands, like he's a really good receiver in space. He's awesome. I he's, love. Yeah, him. he is. I love he's, him probably more. That's who I want Ramondre to turn into. Uh, yeah, he's on his way. Style. He's on his yeah. way. He is on his way, and he, he's in that conversation, in my opinion, or he can be in that conversation with those guys. I've always loved Dalvin Cook coming out of college. I know he's battled some injuries at times. He's oh, he was an animal in that game in Florida, uh, Florida State against Michigan. That play, like after I saw that, I thought, I don't care what you're doing, Patriots. Just find a way to get this guy. He just and, he beat Michigan by himself in that Sugar Bowl, and he can beat you. He's one of those guys where, like the Barry Sanders. Oh, we bottled him up. We bottled him. Oh, we didn't bottle him up on that play, and ah, uh, yes. they scored, and it's yeah. over. I I would not. Yeah. You do not mm -hmm. want him on the Miami Dolphins. Showland 1999. Cook scares me more than that new quarterback in New York, and he's not talking about Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm not sure that's a fair. Abdullah uh, Rahman, whose name I butchered, and I shall not again. I do apologize, but he wants to know. Andy, quick one. Do we know exactly who the defensive coordinator is? Did they actually appoint one? I don't think so, right? No, they have not announced their coaches at all, which is in frustration internally. I know with some people at the website and dealing with, you know, like, why don't we have the coach? Where the hell the is Adrian Clem's bio on the website? They're figuring some things out. Bill said a couple weeks ago they were still working through some things, or maybe that was last week, still working through some things, and they'd have an announcement at some point soon. That I, I do not believe they will announce a, a defensive coordinator. I think you will move forward with the same system you've had. It's a shared duty between Gerard Mayo, who clearly they have reinvested in as the heir apparent, and Steve Belichick. And I think mm -hmm. they'll continue to have Steve, as, as Gerard said, Steve's been calling the plays for three years. Why would we change it? It's been working. Defense has been good. So Steve Belichick is going to continue to call the defensive plays, and Gerard Mayo is going to continue to have a huge voice on the defense, whether it's on the sideline, during the week, in the meeting room, some of the things we've heard over the years. It's those two guys. And Demarcus Covington is not a bad, you know, young mm -mm. developing coach back then. No, he was coaching at the – I think this might be his last year under contract, but he was coaching at the Senior Bowl as well. I have very few – I know you were saying the – cornerbacks the secondary could be the cornerbacks of the secondary if you will could be a bit of a house of cards, house of cards. i'm not nearly as worried i want to see the offense get back in gear uh yes rad rob ramondre will be the number one back no doubt and uh, what's although kevin harris had a run today running Did right he? towards me that uh -huh. long run outrunning your by little six move. to midnight for you yeah really um his freaking he's strong yeah is he a quadzilla I do think he's dropped a little bit of weight from last year, probably mm -hmm. by design, but his quote, like dude must struggle to buy pants. Dude must struggle to buy jeans or like dude has some tree trunks. Really? So that's probably why they were comfortable letting Damian Harris make his way to Buffalo. Yeah. Plus he's always banged up. Plus they're always going to let running backs go. It's what they do. Whether you rushed mm -hmm. for a thousand yards or not, we're like, Hey, law firm, good luck in Cincinnati. Take care. Wish you Shane Vereen. You had a great Super Bowl. Take care. Wish you well. Like, they believe that that position is replaceable and interchangeable. Yeah, and thank you, Robert Louis Steven, uh, Robert Louis Steele, the fourth my guy. It's Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson is no stiff as an auxiliary. He's also uh, running Dalvin Cook. Yeah, no, he is not in any way shape. Would the Pats make a run at Dalvin Cook? I don't think so, Matt. 
as much as we'd love right. to see him back there. You've got his, you've got Hart's guy, the James Robinson hype train, Kevin Harris, Pierre Strong. We'll see what we get out of him. And of course, Ramondre. Sports Illustrated predicted he would have the most yards from scrimmage as a back this year. We will see. All right, Hart, we're coming up on the hour mark. That has been one robust, engagement-packed, and joyous edition of Six Rings and Football Things. We are out. We will be back on the radio on Sunday from 10A to 2P. Of course, if you like to watch these live, we'll try to do more of these because it's a whole lot of fun to take the questions fresh and on the fly. Blanket will do it live, but you can always share this with your friends by subscribing to Six Rings and Football Things, Spotify, Apple Pods, and so much more. For everyone who helped put this thing in place, mostly me, and of course, Andy Hart, who was at practice today, this is Six Rings and Football Things. It brings all the entertainment and information and expertise and knowledge and value and any other good word. And you're the guy who said, dude must struggle to buy pants, which is what I'm going to leave you, which is what I'm going to leave everyone. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, We'll let you guys know when we're back live like this once again. Until next time, as always, appreciate you very much. We'll talk soon. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats. Yeah.